When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. started hi bob hi bob do you miss chogi um i don't think about chogi very often to be honest <laughs> every once in a while chogi will cross my mind um everyone listening we would like to give some context chogi was uh the um cashier at my bodega, bodega at, man. um at 945 Amsterdam avenue at um, 106 in amsterdam when i lived there for a couple years and um he called me pob and um we had a an interesting like a fun banter relationship he really seemed to enjoy. I think it was because I, I used to come in in such like ridiculous, outlandish outfits, and he was just so like. He was like, "What the fuck?" Even though he lived in New York City, the type of person that you see every day, pretty much every day, you saw Chogi every day of your life. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's to see him in like one time you're the you're a fucking witch, one time you're half your face is black, half your face is white, one time you're like a robot. He's like, "What is going on?" Well, he didn't see. It wasn't like that. Chogi was like, "What?" Chogi, I know it wasn't like that, but I think internally he was like, "This is crazy." I think Chogi was just like. This guy's a drag queen and he does his thing. I, I mean, maybe in the beginning, but I, I think I told him I said I, I just dress up. I go I go to work in different costumes, and he was kind of like, oh, he was excited to see me, and um, he was really lovely, and um, he was from Egypt, and he had uh, he had a daughter. I found out later on. Did Chogi ever ask you for advice? No, Chogi and I did not have that kind of relationship. How about your um your uh, rapping cleaning lady back in um the <laughs> oh Bronx? My God, what was the name? Miss. I don't remember. remember. had a cleaning lady. I remember who was I, also a rapper and no, that's Juliana. I remember I told and, you and offered Monet a, a mixtape or something. I told you her name one time. You were like you used to call me that all the time, and I I forgot it. Damn, it was like Amanda, Mistress. No, was, oh, she had like a rap name. Yeah, Uh-oh. it was like Mistress something. Yeah, um, she was really cool. She had she had a kid, and so she was she was great. She never asked me for. I mean, she did ask me for advice with TV film stuff actually because. The last time she cleaned for me, she was like getting this opportunity to do this show on VH1, some type of rap show, and she was like, "Like, how you handle like business stuff?" I was like, well, "Her name was uh, Belle Calise. And her name was Belle Calise Almasar, wasn't it? And anyway, and she was asking me like, "How would like you handle like business stuff?" Because I was on Dragons at this time, and, and I was like, "Oh, you need to like, get yourself a manager." She's like, "Yeah, I had this manager who like tried to like fuck me off, and he tried to like he tried to like you know she was like going through the woes of the biz and trying to like." You listen to her mixtape? I did not listen to it. Miss Diamond? No, it wasn't Mrs. Diamond. Um, but, she but I just had. remember thinking it was it was interesting that Monet's cleanly was was like this rap rap diva. Everybody in New York trying to make a girl. Everybody, everybody, everybody. Honestly, most people see in New York is probably an artist. Yeah, especially if they, if they and, work and uh, like you know. I feel uh, more so in LA. I feel like everyone in LA is an artist. It's either in a, is, is 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 it's some type of artist like film, TV. Let's well, just because the circles we run in. Maybe if you step outside of a circle, it's probably like I don't know an artist. But LA is Tinseltown. Everyone, a lot of people are involved in TV films. Why do they call it Tinseltown? I don't know. Jacob, why do they call LA Tinseltown? Maybe because it sparkles. There's this Betty Davis quote, and um, it's a famous one. And someone asked her on an interview, she's like, "Like, like, what is like, what is like the fastest way to get to Hollywood?" She said, "The one on one." You ever uh, heard when they go, um, "How do you get to? How do you get to?" Oh, the the tourist question. They go, "How do you get?" Um, when the tourist asks you, "How do you get to Carnegie Hall?" And then they just go. Just practice. 
because tinsel is like shiny and bright, but also like kind of fake and kind of trash. Oh, so you a oh. fake ass nigga if you live in Hollywood. I don't live in Hollywood. You live in Hollywood. You a fake ass nigga. <laughs> okay, whatever. Mm. Um. I used to work at um, Jekyll and Hyde. I would, I would do that Carnegie Hall joke a lot because we we live we we worked right around the corner from Carnegie Hall. I was like a block away. I would love to say practice, and I also I think I told you already my, my camera bit that I would do. Mm-hmm. We, we would come in and be like, "Oh my god, has any has anyone seen a? I, I, I left my camera here. It's, it's silver. Um, it's in a black case." And I go, "Wait, it's silver. And it's a black case." And they go, "Yes," and I go, "No, I haven't seen that." Oh my god, that's so rude. And they go, "It was in that booth." I go, "Oh, in that booth." They go, yes. I go, no, no, no. Well, no. that's not funny. <laughs> to be honest, I thought it was pretty funny. These people, like, they come to New York. They're probably some, some bitch from, like, some fucking Ohio that's never been to New York. All her pictures from the from all the, the sites and stuff are on this camera. You getting their hopes up in that one minute. <laughs> 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 that is sick. You are sick. Glad I didn't do the Jada Smith. I would have got <laughs> Will's oh, Jada Smith. I would have got Hancocked. <laughs> uh, so we're giving advice today. Are you ready to get some advice? Yes. People, there was one an episode recently. They're like Monet. Your advice was wild. I was like, I was telling you in the moment that it was wild, and, and I you still were don't not, think it was wild, and you were not listening to me. I still think it was wild. But then also the woman who, who, um, she said I, she confirmed later because she's a patron. Uh-huh. They, they, and she was like, "That's not what I was saying." Okay, but bitch, again, we we are we are assuming. And yeah. also the advice I offer, I was like, this is some, it's something going on for 10 years. This is you need like therapeutic advice and it's, it's beyond the realm of what we can offer you. Yeah. I mean, I don't think 10 we, years is a long time to go through something. I don't think we need to get back into it. But what I was saying was, I we think, that you, I think that you sometimes jump into some really odd um, possibilities. I wouldn't call them conclusions, but like you will give advice from a very strange standpoint. When I see someone has something that is so, that has been working them for a long time, I'm assuming they have gone through all the reasonable things and all the rational things. So I want to offer the irrational. Well, the lady confirmed that was not what she wanted and she thought it was good for her. And I hope she found the help that she deserved. <laughs> also, I want to say, we, we should do an official disclaimer, but listen, any advice that Monet Exchange and I give here on this podcast, this More is so strictly about. for entertainment purposes only. This is not actual advice that you should be taking. We were very grateful. So, you know what people keep saying online? People being like, I keep saying, not keep saying, but I've seen it a few times. People are like, it's so cringy that people actually submit advice. Why is I that, saw that. Why is that cringy? I know. I don't, I don't, I don't get that either. I've seen that a couple of times too. That's weird. That, that seems like a weird response to me. It's so cringy that people actually ask for advice. I think these are people who, uh, for whatever reason, they, they have some awkwardness about seeking advice uh, in, a, in, in a public forum. That maybe may seem just, odd to people. Maybe they just embarrass easily. Yeah. And like, and getting advice out loud in a, in a public forum seems like really cringy and really weird to the, for them and that's that's valid but i mean don't shame other people for getting advice in a public way yeah it's, that was that was a weird response all right let's listen to our first caller okay i'm gonna i'm gonna click the first one hi Bob Monet. love you guys um so i have a question so i am black and you know in the black community family reunions are huge for us like everybody's gonna be there um and it's just something that you just do not miss in our community um and i just recently moved to new york city less than a year ago and 
our family reunion this year happens to fall on New York City Pride Weekend. And so I'm trying to figure out how to tell my family that I'm not going to be at the family reunion, but that I want to go to Pride instead. It's going to be my first one in New York City with my boyfriend, and I really want to stay here. But I'm not sure how to approach uh, that situation. And a lot of my family doesn't even know that I'm out. I don't know if I should just lie, make up an excuse. Um, What should I do? Well, I mean, there's a lot to unpack here. I mean, one of my questions is like, I don't know. I don't know why you're not out to your family. I don't know if you just haven't come out. I don't know if you think you can't come out to your family. This is this is not a situation I've ever found myself in. I have found myself in scenarios where my family wants me to come do something, but I can't come because of work or sometimes I just don't feel like coming quite frankly um but that being said i think it's i'm also not someone who visits my family that frequently like people who are home like five six seven times that is wild to me yeah i'm not i go home for three days at a time never more than three days at a time and then I leave, and I do that like a couple of times a year. That's it, I'm not that's I, that's crazy to me too. And 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 I guess it's just, that's kind of how I was raised. Like you know, when I was a kid, I went to Mississippi once a, in the summer. I did go every summer. That was because you know when your parents still have jobs, they can't. When when you have a single mom who can't afford daycare, you, you can't just keep your kids all summer long. You know yeah. what I mean? So we go spend each each summer. But I just I just did, I never grew up one of those folks like going to visit family a whole lot. That's never been part of my experience as a as an adult or as a kid um but it seems like your your family is quite used to that and honestly you're an adult you are an adult like you can just say guys i want to spend time with my friends and i'll see you next time i'll see you at the next gathering yeah i i I would say that too i was like if you are not out you don't want to come out to them in this way i was just say hey mom there's like some stuff going on with my friends around this time and I can't go home. Like, how? Yeah, bitch. Once you leave home, like, bitch, you have your life to live, and you don't going going to Pride is more important to you. That is, that's, you want to do your first Pride in New York City. New York City, New York City Pride is fucking oh, great. So great. It is such a good time. So yeah, like, and and you have your, your boyfriend for the first time. I think that feels more important to you. Like, mom, my friends and I are doing something this this weekend. Um, I'm 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 doing a friend thing. I love you guys. I'll come see you in August, whatever. Maybe you can come after Pride. Maybe you can come yeah. after Pride and just see, you know, the family. The family reunion is the thing, though. That's I was like, saying. You just see the family who's still in town. Like, I don't, I don't, I know my family reunion is is in Mississippi, which is where my, my family lives. And if I go the week after, I won't see everyone, but I'll still see the family that lives in Mississippi. Yeah. So just be like, you know, you want to do this thing and hopefully your relationship with your boyfriend will last. And then maybe you'll come out to your mom this year. You bring your boyfriend to the family. Who knows what the possibilities are. But this year, going to fucking Pride in New York City is going to be the Kikiana. Do you know, who, who's headlining it? Did, did they announce a headliner this year? I don't know if they announced it already. It's pretty early. Yeah, it is pretty early. But New York City Pride is great. And you want to celebrate this, celebrate this with your boyfriend doing the fucking parade Have you actually seen the headliner at Pride? I've never seen the headliner at Pride. It's too much. It's, it's, honestly, it's, it's like 10,000 people. Going to the headliner at Pride is like going to Times Square to see the ball drop. Yeah, it's crazy. I would never. It's a lot of In people. a million. I would honestly, I would, I would personally just rather go to a gay bar and um, see a queen I like. Except, except I, there's something though, like New York City Pride, it's fucking Kylie, but you take a Molly and she's just like fucking Kylieing, and you're like in Pride, the euphoria. What kind of love that? I don't think I would ever take a Molly or go to a Kylie Minogue concert. Oh. I would go to Kylie Minogue concert, but I wouldn't like seek one out. Like if if, if, if tickets presented themselves, I go to a Kylie Minogue concert. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think just say you, you're doing something with your friends around that time. Um. And you know, be an honest grip and live your life, bitch. You, 
Family gonna be around for decades to come. You always go to family to the family. Well, reunion. everyone might not be around for decades to come. Well, not everyone, but everyone who's important will be. Hey, Bob. Hey, Monet. Love you, Bob. So, I'm Eamon, and I'm calling from Brooklyn, and I want some advice about what to do when you don't really like your boyfriend's best friend and roommate. Um, for some context, she's got a lot of stuff going on in her life. She's not a bad person, but just a lot of mental health, a lot of real life stuff, and has had some meltdowns where she lashes out. And says some really wild shit uh, to me, to him, to others. And there are some things I feel like just can't be unsaid to the point where I don't know how close I want to be with her. Um, and I kind of want to just keep her at a healthy distance. Ideally, I would just never speak to her again, but I can't because they're besties and I love him. So I just want some advice on how to make things comfortable uh, for her and me because, you know, it's her home. I want her to feel comfortable oh, while also together. maintaining some of my own boundaries, maybe. Um, and my boyfriend sort of, gets both sides. I mean, he sides with me, but he wants us to, you know, figure it out on our own. So he's kind of taken a step back, which I'm not crazy about, but I get it because it must be hard to be in that situation. Um, but yeah, so any advice you have on how to deal with the situation would be great. Uh, I know I'm kind of stuck in that it's probably, you know, a hard situation to, oh my God, this edible's hitting too hard. Anyway, advice <laughs> would be great. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. What in, what, what in the Monet exchange? Um, boundaries, 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 boundaries. Listen, I am, I've said this on, on, on the podcast before. I'm a very big proponent of you do not have to be friends with your partners, all your partner's friends. And especially this is a relationship that you want to keep distance from. You are a grown-ass man, and this is something that make, will make you feel good. Um, and this is something that will that that you, that you want to enact as like you make boundaries you don't have to be rude and nasty to her and, and when you see her in a room ignore her but you can be cordial you can be cordial and be like hey maria great how are you good cool and then just move on um so you think the boyfriends so the boyfriend and the best friend live together and the boyfriend lives away well it wasn't clear i can't tell if they all live together but i know it seems like he said my my boyfriend's best friend slash roommate Right, 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 right. So I, it, it sounds like, but is the, he saying that he's a roommate of all of them? I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, if y'all, if y'all, if you do live with her, um, that may be a little trickier because you probably have to interact when you're like trying to share spaces and stuff like that. But if they don't, that's even more reason that you don't have to interact with her more than you want to. And um, yeah, it's, and your boyfriend is aware of it, so it's, it's not like your boyfriend doesn't know. And there's this like shady vibe. Your boyfriend knows that you want to distance, distance yourself from her. And your boyfriend should know that this is something that you need for your mental health, for you to feel better about yourself, for you to feel better about that relationship with her. It's interacting with her less and keeping her at arm's length. And I think that's fine. You're a grown ass man and just handle it that way. Be cordial. Like, just like you would a, a coworker that you don't vibe with, a coworker that gets on your nerves. You still have to work with them because you guys both work at the, at the fucking Chick fil A together. Oh, God, not Chick fil A. You guys both work at the Office Max. I the Chick fil A. I know. Um, you guys both work at the Office Max, together, so you, Office Max together. So you have to be cordial, but you don't have to interact and be friends and kiki and get lunch together. You can be cordial and just leave it at that. There's a guy in my Chick fil A that used to remind me of Clay Aiken. He was like, an exact like replica of he looked like Clay Aiken, he talked like Clay Aiken, he had that weird, like specific gay southern accent, but he said he wasn't gay though. Do you think he was? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and um I remember one day he came trigger not trigger warning, um gross warning. Growth poop warning here. Um he came out of the bathroom. He was the manager. He was a very young man, he was like, maybe like twenty two or something. And he came out, he was like, Someone shit in the urinal. And we were like, we were all like, ew. And he was like, well, someone's got to clean it up. And we're all like, we're not getting shit out of the urinal. <laughs> and he was like, 
and he was like trying to pick us to do it. And also, this was a chick like everyone who worked there was black, like except him. <laughs> so it was me, him, some other people, the, the another manager, this black woman who was a manager, and then him. And he was like, I need. He, he looked at me like, I need you to take the shit out of the you? journal. And I said, I'm not. I'm absolutely not doing that. And I looked at him and I said, You get paid more than anybody here. <laughs> <laughs> I was 19. I said, you get paid more than anybody up in this piece. This this really sounds like a you job. <laughs> anyway, he cleaned the show of the urinal. Good work. He sure did. Anyway, um, you know, it is, I think it is a little more complicated than a work scenario because this is your home. Like the way you want to be relaxed at home is different live there. if you oh. live together. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give advice both ways, I guess. Because you want to be you want to be comfortable in your home if you live with this person. But I also have friends like Nick who um, there are people who live in these scenarios or these houses in New York City where they have they have like roommates that they basically never talk to. Yeah, like people they're like we just all we are we are just financially helping each other afford to live in a decent place. We do not speak to each other. We're not buddies. We're not friends. We just respect each other's um, cordial space. In college, that was college. That was me. I had roommates, which I ain't never talked to them. And, you know, dealing with someone who has mental health issues, uh, if you have a friend or a family member who has mental health issues, they do they do kind of become your issues, too, because like you are dealing with the issues at you're dealing with them while they deal with the issues. You're not you're not dealing with it to the same degree. But if you if you have a loved one or a person in your life who has some mental health issues, it does affect the people around them. And I, I don't think it's shady to be like, I don't want to deal with that. It seemed like you just meant that she has some like some issues. It's not shady to be like, I just, because maybe you're not in a space to deal with it. Maybe you're struggling with your own stuff and you're like, I can't deal with my stuff and your stuff. I don't have the, I don't have the bandwidth to do that. I think that boundaries are really important to set. Um, it is a great, it is a really fierce form of communication, setting boundaries with people um, and making sure that everyone respects them. So I'm very much team, get your boundaries respected no matter what. And um, and I will say to give you this advice though, you don't want to get between your friend and their partner, because the, because it, it, it your I mean, mean you don't want to get between your partner and their best friend. You don't want to get between your friend and their partner. You don't you don't get between someone and someone they love. Like I I don't do that. I do not get involved. I've had part. I've had friends. Um, Alfredo used to date this guy that I didn't like. Alfredo used to date this guy that I could do not I stand. You know him. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. I didn't. I did not like that guy. He was. He was. He was just wild and just like not good for Alfredo. Um, but I didn't tell him. I just limited my interactions. I just. I just didn't really hang around him very often. If, if Alfredo said that he was with him, I just be like, well, I'm just not gonna. I'm not gonna invite you over tonight. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I agree. Imagine an app designed to make you use it less. Seems counterproductive, right? Well, Apartments.com's instant alert feature works exactly that way. Instead of scanning rental listings a million times a day, simply set and forget your search to whatever you're looking for in the place and let Apartments.com do the rest. From pet-friendly apartments to balconies to in-unit ACs, Apartments.com's powerful search tool lets you know when the perfect combination of features you're seeking is listed. So now you don't have to power through rental descriptions one by one. With more rental listings than anywhere else, Apartments.com's instant alert means you can spend less time online looking for the perfect place and more time to do you. Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. 
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. (laughs) I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Our next partner has truly made a positive impact on the most important person in my life. And no, I'm not talking about Jacob. I'm talking about my cat. My cat's old food used to stink, stank, stunk, y'all, okay? And I used to dread every time I had to feed Miss Colleen. That old cat food was boring. It was gray. It was looking crazy. And I could see Colleen literally vomiting telepathically at the thought of having to eat it. And cat food has been the same forever, so it's time cat food took the move to the 21st century, and that's why I've been trying Smalls. Are you feeding your cat kibble? Now is the time to update your cat food with Smalls. Smalls cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients you'd find in your fridge, and it's delivered right to your door. Smalls was started back- I was watching my poor niece eat literal hard uh, kernels of dry cereal while Monet and Andy were ever eating gourmet food. And that's actually when I stepped in and I said, we need to make sure that she's eating as well as you two are, okay? Smalls was started back in 2017 by a couple of guys home cooking cat food in small batches for their friends. And a few short years later, they served millions of meals to cats around the world, honey. And I feel better knowing that Colleen is eating well. And um, that she has an aunt like me who looks out for her to make sure she's not eating that old burnt up kibble. You can finally open up a packet of cat food and not get nauseated. You actually recognize the ingredients in the packet of Small's food. Now give your cat the gift of great cat food this holiday season. Head to smalls.com slash rivalry and use code rivalry to check out for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find. But... You have to use the code RIVALRY for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code RIVALRY for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. All right, let's do our next one. Four, five, four. Merci. Hi, Bob and Monet. Um, my name is Yanni. I am a cis gay man. I am 22 years old and I live in Vancouver, British Columbia. Um, my pronouns are he, him. Um, my question is, so I have ADHD and one of the biggest things I suffer from or deal with is hyperfixation and just not being able to absorb information well. Um, and this has been a struggle with some of my friends where 
when I'm trying to have a conversation with them or they're trying to have a conversation with me, there are parts when I just, you know, find myself losing focus or I'm tuning out and I feel bad because I have to constantly ask my friends to repeat what they said. And I know some of them are getting frustrated with me. Now, I don't really want to use it as a crux or an excuse to, you know, explain why that's happening. I've been trying to explain to them, like, you know, I'm sorry, it just happens. I can't. I'm trying to do better with it. And I have steps I go through to try and prevent that from happening. And I'm just currently taking medication for it. But yeah, if you guys know any tips or tricks to staying focused or just, you know, being able to just being aware of what's going on around you, that would be awesome. Um, sincerely from, huh? What? Um, you know, I feel like, okay, so full disclosure, um, I... I probably have ADHD, but I'm really afraid to get diagnosed. It doesn't, it doesn't, it just doesn't speak to me. When I was a kid, they tried to diagnose me with some sort of a, um, attention deficit, um, disorder or attention deficit disorder. And I remember my mom being like, this is back when they were putting everyone on Ritalin. And like, there was this, this fear that like, you'd have like a Ritalin zombie child. So my mom was like, I don't want my, I just don't want my son on Ritalin. So we'll just we'll just deal with it and that's just what i did and ever since then i've just kind of not wanted to know if i have adhd or add i just don't want to know mm. you know because i because i guess in my mind i'm like i've just i figured we just talked about this on the phone I've, last night i'm like I, i've i've if i do have it i've figured it out I, I i got i got a system that's working for me and i'm 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 cooking you know um but it's really amazing that you're that you're getting Medi the medicine that you need and i don't think it, asking what someone's saying i don't think it's that big of a deal what do you mean asking, if, like if, what were you saying if, yeah I, if your friends are getting that annoyed like uh, that just seems that's i can wild see how, i see how it could be a thing like if it's like if it happens multiple times or like we have we're hanging out for an hour and it's like every time like the group is talking you're like what what again patty does that all the time yeah patty. and it, it and i'd be like i'm like patty i mean i'm Sometimes we'll give him so there's this thing. Patty's our friend who's like, um, it's usually because Patty's on his phone. Like we'll, yeah, he's we'll, on his phone. We'll all just be talking and we'll be like 10 minutes into the conversation, <laughs> like three conversations down the line. And then <laughs> we'll look over at Patty and Patty would be like, What? Huh, what? And we just kind of go, Oh, we, we'll go, Patty, come on. Like, but, then bitch. We'll, but then we'll just, but we're not like, we're not that, we're not annoyed. I mean, we're like a little, like, that's a little like hair annoying, but like, we still love Patty. We still want to yeah. hang out with Patty. I mean, I, I think that there there might be a chance that you probably think is more annoying than they think it is. It's, mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's just like a charming, quirky thing that Patty does. Patty's on his phone. He's not paying attention. Um, I think that I'm happy that you are getting medical because I have a few friends who, are, are not recently, but in the past two or three years, have been diagnosed with ADHD, and them taking the medicine has really, really, really improved their quality of life about how they feel about themselves and being able to focus more. So I said, as I say, the medication will definitely help you feel better about maybe interacting with your friends more, getting shit done at work or, at, or leisurely, whatever you're struggling to focus on. So the medicine really, well, in, in my friends, it really has helped them. It really has improved their functionality 100%. So that is the plus side of taking, med getting medicated and taking the medicine. 
What do you think about the advice with the friends and like feeling bad about it? Um, I don't think you need to feel bad. I agree, Bob. I think that you that you may be seeing it more, like because you're because you're uh, uh, committing the act of not focusing and them having to be look at you like girl. You're probably way more sensitive about it. You're probably way more sensitive about it, and it's probably not as big of a deal to them. And I'm sure if it was that crazy, I mean, I don't know how close you are to your friends, but I'm, I assume you would have had a conversation about it with someone to be like, Jeffrey. I mean, huh? What? Listen, we need to, have to talk. Like, this is really fucking annoying to keep on. I'm sure that that would have had to happen by now if this has been going on a pattern of behavior for a long time. Yeah, I, mean, I have a lot of friends who have like interesting quirks and that maybe could technically be considered annoying but i find it charming and it's what i love about my my friends you know can you do you want to name some charming quirks that i have that you like yeah you can be a bit hyperbolic um anything that's charming i think i think these i'm naming the charming okay 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 um you are uh you you are selectively confrontational i've i've learned in life that whenever i watch when i interact with everyone else i am the I am the only person Monet is this confrontational with. It's not true. Who else are you confrontational with? Arcia, Dewan. Oh, the black people. They're my oldest friends. Oh, the black ones. Um, so Monet is selectively nice to white people. Well, I just have way more black friends than you do. That's what it is. <laughs> and what is that based on? You you brought in color. What is that based on? You brought in color. I'm just saying you're just nice to all the white people. Bunny, Patty, you're like so sweet to them. Andy, one of my two of them. One of my employee. One is my coworker, and the other one is I'm my your coworker. Partner. And also, but my coworker, I'm your coworker. I treat my coworkers how they treat me. I'm just telling your coworker. And Bunny leaves with Grace. When I give her grace, bye. Bunny, the queen of grace. All right. Hi, my name Bob. I am 23 years old. I'm a 23-year-old gay man, and a lot of the humor my friend group uses can be mean and shady. We're just always kind of reading and dragging each other. While it may seem wild to other people, it's all just fun and we enjoy it. Unfortunately, I, like Utica, and every um and every time I try to be shady or read somebody, I end up being mean and hurting their feelings. How Nick? do I keep up with my fellow shady gays uh, and still keep it funny and light? Sincerely, a bad comedian. That's why you're, that's Nick, why your mama dead. Dead Nick, as hell. Nick Smith. Nick Smith is, is, is submitting to the podcast now. Girl, you really ate that food fast as hell, like your dad-ass mama ate <laughs> herself to death. Um, honestly, I, I have experienced a friend that, oh, that kind of, not recently, not in the past couple of years, but back in college, we had a friend who would um, oftentimes just really push at the edge. We were like, damn, Alex, um, calm down, girl. So I... And I, you, we just know that that's that friend. I mean, maybe you can do a better job of, of of filtering yourself and not saying the worst possible thing you would think you could think of, and just try to like just reel it back. If you if 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 you're gonna say that's why you a fat bitch, and be like maybe maybe you stop eating so many pink. I don't know. Just just <laughs> that's gotta be that's gotta be too. But just try not to go with the worst read you can think of. Try if when if if, if your inclination is to go to the worst thing. Think, know that, and be like, okay, what's something just a little less severe than that? And just try doing that. Maybe that's a, a, a good lead-in. <laughs> Don't think of the worst thing. That's why you're a stupid, fat bitch. That's why That's why you had that miscarriage last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't go to the worst-case scenario. Yeah, no, that, no I, I, we all know that person. I, I, was, I had a run-in with a, um, a, a drag friend, like a, a drag friend of mine recently who really like 
my feelings were hurt. She said something, and I was like, oh my god, my feelings are really, my feelings are really hurt right now. This really. I was thinking with that scenario is because everyone knows Bob is obviously very funny, and it was her attempt to try to meet Bob at his funny level and try to be as funny as Bob and to like volley with him, but it just went too far. But I wasn't reading her. I know, but like I was just like I was just like walking across. I just walked across the room, and then she was like, "Damn, bitch, you look pregnant," and I was like. She's trying to meet you at your because you're so funny. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> She's like, are you with a child? I keep looking at you thinking, like, are you pregnant or something? <laughs> my God. That is what happened. Why are you saying, oh my God, to me? But I'm just saying what happened to me. You ain't like, I'm doing something crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and my feelings were hurt. And I was like, you know, that I texted her. I said, that, that shit hurt my feelings. I was like, you know, that shit, that shit, that shit hurt. Um, but it's it, I don't know if your friends are are doing that to you. Yeah, I I think you take one of his advice. Maybe honestly, maybe 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 the joke, maybe the yuck yucks aren't for you. You know, we all have that one friend who who just doesn't do a lot of that. Like everyone doesn't have to be reading the whole time. <laughs> everyone doesn't. But need that's, to be that's a very gay thing. Though. Gay men love doing it. Just our that is that is our friend circle. We get together, which we're all cracking jokes and reading each other. Yeah, but I mean. So in our friend circle, usually like usually don't get the only Mateo gets his feelings hurt sometimes. <laughs> Mateo does cry sometimes. Mateo does not cry. Mateo fully cries. <laughs> Jacob has been there. Mateo cried because um because Nick wouldn't hug him one time after leaving our house after after arguing over Smash Brothers. Oh my god! You've never seen Mateo cry? No. Mateo cried because um. He got into an argument with Bob, and Bob said Mateo was being misogynist when Mateo said he didn't like Madonna. Mateo cried because Nick wouldn't hug him. Mateo cried because in Fortnite, Alfredo, I knocked down a building that he built. Oh, yeah, that's right. One time, <laughs> one time, one time, Mateo built a ramp to the sky. A ramp to the sky? What a ramp. It's just a ramp in like Fortnite. In, oh, Fortnite. in Fortnite. And then, so what happened was, Jacob was building... And then Mateo accidentally chopped down Jacob's uh, ramp. And then you fall and you break your legs. And then someone has to come heal you. And then you, like, lose a lot of life. So Mateo was like, I'm so sorry. And then we were all, like, making jokes about how he almost killed Jacob. But then Mateo starts building a ramp. And then Mateo gets, I mean, really high up there. We were going to do the sky bridge. And then Jacob just starts hacking away at this fucking ramp. And then Mateo, I mean, just... But the way the bridges fall, the way that the uh, structures collapse in Fortnite is it goes piece by piece. So you can see it slow, like, 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 like the bottom piece and the next piece. And then Mateo has no clue. So we're all on the ground, like laughing our asses off because we can see the bridge collapsing behind Mateo. And then Mateo's just talking. And then all of a sudden the bridge disappears from beneath him. He falls to the ground. And we, we are dying. Of course you are. We are Dying laughing, and Jacob was like, I got you back, or something. And then Mateo started crying. Oh no, that is so mean. Mateo is such a sweet, sweet soul. Oh, that was so good. Anyway, so yeah, so that is an insight into our friend group. That is how toxic our friend group is. You see that? So maybe you're just a girl that cannot be in the joke. So maybe you, maybe you should just be an audience member. Everyone can, you can just be an audience member, not necessarily a participant. Yeah, maybe. Oh, uh, here you go. 
Hi, Monet and Bob. I work as a lead supervisor at a dining hall at my college, and I've been told I can be very mean or rude to some of the the students that come in. The other supervisors constantly ask me to use soft language when speaking with difficult students that do not listen to what I have to say. I'm Latin, and I try my- Latine. Oh, Latine? Yeah. Oh. I am Latine, and I try my best, but sometimes these white people really become entitled when speaking to me, and my instant reaction is to be on the defense. Have you ever felt this way at a job? How do I utilize soft language when I think people don't take me seriously because of my race? Sincerely, Indoor Voices. Wow. Um, I went first last. You know, I, this kind of, I mean, this, this kind of in this moment reminds me of this Will Smith scenario, hmm. um, which is even if someone does you wrong, it does not give you the right to do them wrong back. So if you're at work, especially if you're at work, this is just from someone who's worked in customer service for years. If the customers are getting wild with you, you just kind of have to be nice. Like you just kind of can't be mean. I mean, you can, but then you have to just run the risk of like possibly having that jeopardize your uh, professional um, standing, you know, your 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 place at the workplace, um, and that is that's a pretty tough one, you know. I mean, I think that I think that you can stand up for yourself without um, without being mean. You can say, "Hey, that felt like a microaggression," you know. Um, I don't think I don't I don't want you like just because I'm I'm Latina does that mean you need to call me spicy. I'm not spicy, okay? That feels, that's something you would only say to someone who's Latina. Why would you say that to me? I, I, I had a situation a while back where this guy came up to me at a meet and greet and he was like, oh, you just speak so well. And that, that that triggers me as a black person. I'm just like, I do not like that compliment. That's not a fucking compliment. He said, you speak English so well or something like that. Like, I just, I, I was like, so you speak well or something. And I was like, whoa, whoa, okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. And he and I was like, that just feels like a compliment that only black people get. Mm-hmm. You're just so well spoken. Mm-hmm. Like, why wouldn't I fucking speak well? I've been speaking English my whole fucking life. When I hear I'm, that, I, I think of the color purple when the lady's talking to Sophia's kids. Your children are so clean. Yeah. And I'm like, why wouldn't I speak well, bitch? Of course I fucking speak well. That that is only to me. He's like, no, 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 I don't mean like that. And, and I think I said that. that sounds, and I, I think what I actually said was, you know, that feels like a microaggression. That feels like a compliment that only black people get. You speak well. Like, why would you compliment me on, on my grasp on the English language? When it's the only language I speak, and it's the only language I've been speaking for thirty some odd years now, mm-hmm. you know, did you go when you went to Alaska? Did you tell her that she speaks well. When you went to Bianca, did you tell her how? Would you tell her how well spoken she was? Um, and that that was my way of doing without being, you know, spicy or mean. But yeah. some people might say that was mean though. Who knows? Um, you know, I I I talk with the soft language part because I'm like, I guess some language can be meaner than others that make that w- that would make it hard language, but. I'm like, bitch, how you talk is how you talk. Now, now you are at work, so that it is different. You kind of have to meet the standards of what that is at work. So I get that part of it. But And then there's, there is the race aspect of it, where I used to work at, when I, when I worked at the fucking Holiday Inn at JFK, there was this, um, you know, I was part of the front desk staff. And and, and there was, you all, at hotels, you have regular guests. Regular guests that come pretty often. And anytime a regular guest would come and they would book a, a certain type of room, and I would have to be the one like, hey, will you book this room? And we don't, and we, the hotel will be sold out. And then they were always, it, would, it was a bunch of people of color. It was two Latin girls, um, an Asian dude, myself, and a white girl named Carolyn. And anytime they could, anytime that they did not want, anytime we didn't offer them what they could, what, what they wanted, 
they will always speak to Carolyn because like Carolyn was a savior. Carolyn was like, bitch, Carolyn is doing what I, Carolyn is looking at the same POS and Carolyn cannot get this room because we are oversold on twins, sir. So you're going to get this room. But it always like, and you know, I would try my best to not get crazy and not get hyphy, your favorite word. Um, because my favorite, it just is a word. But they would always like Carolyn was like the white speaker at the desk and she could make all their problems go away because the people of color couldn't help them fix their problems. So I do feel I do get that 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 dynamic of being a person of color working in an environment and like and like the white people are are, are the ones who can get things done or are, are the standard of how to behave. But um, working at a college is weird. The soft language. Again, I I'm lucky. We're lucky to be in jobs. Ben, bitch, we speak how we speak. We 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 don't. You, you, we had jobs where we have to. Right, that's what, that's what this was. Yeah. yeah. So um, I I get that, and it, it it is hard to navigate that, and you because you want to speak how you do, and you don't want to, and you don't, and you don't want to feel like these kids are making you feel uh disgruntled in in, in the workplace. So I mean, I agree with, with with what Bob said, and I think there's a happy medium of finding to what soft language is and to how you naturally speak. I think there's a happy medium. I don't feel you need to bend your will completely to be soft and to coddle or maybe the wrong word these kids and there's a happy medium of finding what the soft language is and how you want to address how you want to present yourself that is still professional at work yeah there's a trend on tiktok while where everyone was presenting their customer service voices yeah what's your can i hear yours i'm i'm i'm, I'm tipping up to the desk at uh best western or H or yell club Hey, Mr. Caldwell, how are you? I'm good. Can I get um? I need to. I need a wake up call. A wake up call. What time would you like your wake up call? Six thirty. Six thirty a.m. p.m. a.m. It's a wake up call. Yeah, but Mr. Caldwell, you normally have your meetings at what nine? So I don't know if you. Well, I won't be asleep before at, at nine p.m. So I don't know if you. I won't be asleep to... at nine at nine p.m. But I'll it's be a... it's ten a.m. So six thirty tomorrow morning. No, this morning. Can you go back and do it this morning? Sure, Mr. Caldwell. I will, I, will, I will do that. D d let me guess. You want to talk to Carolyn? Maybe Carolyn can set it you, for you. Back you you're going to go back in time. Can you please make my wake-up call for 6.30 tomorrow morning? Okay. Because I don't want to miss my flight. Will do. Thank you so much. Thank you. Kevin. It's actually pronounced Kevin. Kevin. Thank you. There's an accent. You thought you'd know that. You're so smart. <laughs> um, all right. Hey, guys. I want to welcome you all to the Jekyll and High Club. My name is Caldwell. I'm going to be your waiter today. You guys ever been here before? No, I've never been here. Okay. Well, right now you're in the Grand Salon. Hey, oh, my God, Jacob. Right now you're in the Grand Salon. This is our first floor. Oh uh, just so you know, I now this is New York City. <laughs> Things can get very expensive in New York City. Um, and our, we don't have free refills. But if you buy one of these special cups, you will get free refills. It's, it's just three bucks. So I'm just gonna leave it here. If you want it, it's a, it's a nice souvenir to take home. You get one for the kids. You can actually share it. If you get honestly, if you get one, I'll let you all get free refills. Oh, for real? Yeah, absolutely. All of us can get free refills if you buy one of the cups on liquor too. No, <laughs> no, you can't get it on liquor. But we do have great prices for Manhattan. You're, for Manhattan, you're speaking a little loud. You wanna? I know it's the, the stuff's here. The stuff is, I'm sorry. It, it, it's going to be a very, it's a very loud restaurant. It's a okay. theme restaurant. So okay. lots happening, a lot of bing, bang, boom, going back and forth. So yeah. let me get your drink. What can I get you to drink? Excuse uh -huh. me. What can I get you to drink? Oh, um, I want um a Sprite. A Sprite? Okay. Actually, I want ginger ale. Ginger ale. Did you want the cup? No. Okay, that's cool. Ginger ale. And how about you? What can I get you to drink? Um, Hi. So um, do you have any blood orange margaritas? Um, yeah, we, we do. We carry the um, absolute uh, blood orange. Great. Can I have that made with the tequila, though? Do you have Patron? 
Also, you, do you want? So, do you want a? You want to? Oh, you I want, would like a blood orange margarita why with make, Why would you make, a, why'd you make a, mar a margarita with vodka? Like, I misheard you. I'm sorry. I, I apologize. I misheard you. We have we have a blood he orange know he's vodka. About. He doesn't have to make a fucking I apologize. We have a blood orange vodka, and then we have a mandarin. I mean, that's why we should have went. To I would like a blood orange margarita made with Patron. Oh, absolutely. Okay, let me get it for you all. Look at the menu. You can look at the appetizer. I'll be right back. All right. Yeah, for me, that's why I told you we should have went to Dallas BBQ. Like these oh niggas ain't gonna make drinks. Like this nigga just the worst to do... birthday ever. Right. This nigga just asked to make a, a, a margarita with vodka. Like the fuck? Like we don't go here. Um, what do you think of my my customer service voice? It's good. It's not just like your voice. It's just 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 a little perkier. Yeah. Hey guys, Bob the Drag is not that perky. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hey, what's, what's that but, that's not true. In Aspen, I was like, I thought someone gave you some aspirin in Aspen because you were. You were under the like, whoa! You, you where? where? My meet and greet? Um, I'm actually, I, I try to keep the energy a little low at meet and greets because I can't maintain that this level time. of like, yeah. some of the people do like this. I'll do a meet and greet, right? So confirmed, you're giving low energy to your fans. Mm. So, this, this is me at a meet and greet. Hey, how are you? I see them and I, and I try to find something I want to compliment. Hey, welcome, welcome. Um. I love this necklace. This is a nice, this is a nice it's, necklace. It's like how you're talking to a dog. They're trying to get to trust yeah. you. Hey. No, and I tell you, in Aspen, Aspen, you are very perky. Was I? Yes. You are very happy. Hmm. That sounds fierce. I was very happy for that. Do you remember? <laughs> what? Oh, God. What in Aspen? What? Aspen, I was just thinking about. I was thinking about something riverly and all the... <laughs> All those. Oh my! It was it was two. Here she goes. All those. It was two. It was a little more than two. It was two. The only reason I know it's a little more than two is because I screen saved them and I have them all. <laughs> you're so you're so fucking messy. And I remember the moment because it was because I was like, first of all, Monet and Patty are hood. <laughs> Let me say, Patty is country as hell. Patty is from Mississippi, and the Mississippi River jumped out, and 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 the and the uh, the fucking East River did too. So Patty and Monet, there oh is a there's like there's like people between them, and Patty and Monet are like, what you uh what you gonna order? <laughs> like over their head, you did you order the chicken tenders? That and, is not. And Patty's like, yeah, girl, I got the chicken. And like, I mean, literally, I was like, what in the third shift, Dwayne Reed? Is going on that at sibling. I promise y'all, because me and Kennedy were like, "Oh, <laughs> how people live like this." <laughs> so y'all know what they got exploding foot. <laughs> My God! So, but he took his shoes off. But this little girl came up to the to the to the booth. But when his feet were hurting, so this girl came up and she was so excited. But when they just like, Ugh, and then she went, and then when they just walked away, but she went to go change her shoes. She changed from the heels to like uh, the Doc Martens, I think. But the girl was just because she went to Monet first, and Monet, and she, Monet just turned around and left. I'm not making this up. And the girl I don't was just, this. and the girl was just standing there like. I don't remember this. And I was like, she's just changing her shoes or something. I don't know that that shit. <laughs> Ooh, that shit got me anyway, read the next question. Hey, hey Bob, I've been a huge hey Bob Mona. I've been a huge fan of so many Rue girls. Yeah, not, not just hey Bob. <laughs> you are something else. You are something else. It says hey Bob and Monet. <laughs> Hey, Bob and Monet. I've been a huge fan of so many Rue girls and local queens, of course, but I never know if it's appropriate to approach anyone, especially in public. I live in L.A., so I've seen a lot of queens in passing 
or at bars. But I kind of go by the if you're at, if they're at a drag, don't bother them rule. But I usually also don't approach anyone. How do you guys feel about fans approaching mm. you? And also, how can we be better fans uh, to you and other queens? Thanks in advance. Sincerely, Ray's Chaser. This is a great question. Um, thanks for asking that. Honestly, um, when I'm out, I don't mind someone coming and saying hey, but it's two times when it bothers me. When like they see you talking or or or, or having a full conversation or something else, and they feel like they can co-op. Sorry to interrupt you. I I'm, I don't want to interrupt you. That drives me insane. And you then do. sometimes they do touch your body or they like touch your shoulder or they like they they're trying to. I'm like I, like I'm, I'm talking to someone like that. That's just rude. Not just because I'm a drag a dragger's girl or, or celebrity wants to have me. That's just rude. That or if you're watching a show and you're like literally watching a show, this bitch is performing lip syncing. You're trying to tip and they're like, oh my god, oh my god. It's like I'm like I'm watching the show and then you're disrespecting fucking cornbread doing her number and it's like it's it's so. Fucking mean. And then that, and then also the third thing is that when you take too much of their time, well, yes, she's ahead of the person, but then bitch, they want to talk to you about every runway you did on season 10. What is the, what is really the drama with you and Tamisha? Oh my God, what's your, it's like, like be respectful of that person's time because they are saying hi or whatever, but you are, you are, it's just not like, it's you not. Sur- a, you, they're usurping your time. Yeah. So those are the three instances where it's, it becomes a cool, but I, I don't mind. I, I love when people come up and say hi. So what's the perfect, what's the perfect approach? What's the perfect fan interaction with Monet? We, we're at, the nightclub, the show's going on. Cornbread just got off stage, mm-hmm. and this is like the one minute moment where like uh, Gigi is announcing the next girl. Oh my God, Monet! I just want to say I just love you so much. You were so good on season ten. Um, you are the you are the only one of all stars. For I love you so much, and it's so good to see you. Good to see you, babe. What's your name? Craig. Nice to meet you, Craig. Mwah mwah. Enjoy the show, right? Okay, cool. Not the droplets. Um, I do air kisses. No, I'll just mess it up. That's to me. That's good. And then, but yeah. then again, but then if we, if I, if I start leaving content, like, oh my god, really? You didn't? You know, then that's different. You know. Have you ever snapped on a fan? I've never snapped. I snapped one time. When? Okay, so I recently had this interaction. I didn't snap this time, but I went to um, the saloon in Minneapolis recently, mm-hmm. like a couple of days ago, actually. And when I got there, this guy Ooh, came up to my me. Fans are up. This guy came up to me. He goes, um, he goes, he. It was. I was in the middle of a conversation with this uh, this really lovely lady that I met. Actually, she's the head of security at Saloon. Shout out to her. I can't remember her name, but shout out to her. Mm-hmm. And um, I was talking to her, and the guy comes up and goes, "I'm, I'm, I don't want to interrupt." And I'm like, "I hate to see if you wanted to, because <laughs> you didn't even want to when you did it." I don't want to interrupt. And I was like, "Hi." And he goes, "Can I get a picture?" And I said, yeah, "Sure." And he goes, "You don't look excited." <laughs> I hate that. And I said. I said, well, I'm not as excited as you are. I think you're probably more excited than I am. He was like, ah. <laughs> and I was like, do you want a picture? And he was like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> no, bitch, not, no, bitch, I don't. But it was weird because I, I wasn't, I just said, sure. And he goes, you don't look excited. And he had, he had like one of those voices, like a voice that a straight guy would make fun of gay guys for. Like, mm-hmm. hey. Uh-huh. Um, the only time I ever snapped on someone was one time I was in, I just done with someone. I'll tell you. I was in Toronto, mm-hmm. and I was watching um, Jada Hudson, this queen I love. This was on Survivor tour. Were you there for this? I wasn't there, but I remember you telling me about it when you came back to the bus. I was, um, I was, um, I was uh, watching Jada Hudson. I was in the first row, mm-hmm. like I could put my feet on the stage. Mm-hmm. That that's how close I was. And this guy came up and he was like, um, "Oh my god, can I please get a picture?" I said, "Yeah, absolutely." And then he goes, "I, I don't want to." Bobby, I said, no, it's fine. You, you can get a picture. Have, just have a seat right here. 
He goes, no, I don't want to bother you. And I said, no, it's okay. Like, by the way, the show, the show is going on. She's doing a number right here. He has like two or three friends with him. And I'm like, no, it's okay. Really have a seat. And he's like, no, I, I feel like I'm bothering you now. And I was like, no, just sit down. Like just, the show's going on. And he was like, um, he was like, I, you know what? I just, I just feel, I don't, are you sure? And then I just, something in me and I, sm- I said, sit down. <laughs> I slapped the chair and I said, sit down, sit down. (laughs) And he sat down and we took a picture. I want to see that picture so bad. Bitch, I want to see that picture so bad. Like, how was he looking? How was I looking? Sit. Sit. I, sl- I mean, I slapped. My hand was hurting. It's giving me Iana, Iana Benzel. <laughs> Not on my watch. I was like, sit. But it was just, it was wild. And sometimes I remember some of myself, you really cannot. It's not easy to communicate with a drunk person. Oh, yeah, it's not. Girl. It's really not easy. So my favorite interaction is if you're standing nearby okay. and, and you're like, they're, they're talking, if there is a break, you say, I just want to quickly say, I really appreciate your work. You love that. I really love you, what you did on We're Here. Mm-hmm. I love you, Sharon Eureka. I listen to Sepp all the time. Do you, mind if, do you mind if we get a quick picture? And then, I mean, I don't love always doing the picture, but if someone asks I, like that, I'll go, yeah, sure. And we'll do a quick picture. And then they go, thank you so much. And then leave. That's yeah. my favorite. Love that. I mean, honestly, the no picture is the ultimate. Because if you're, the, thing, and the reason why is, if you're at a nightclub and a couple people like kind of want to take a picture and the then one girl, the one person does it, then everyone's like, and then you look up and then next thing you know, you're at a meet and greet. And also sometimes, and sometimes, and sometimes you say no to a picture and people get offended. It was like, it's not about you, bitch. I don't feel like I look my best. I may have a pimple. Like there's just reasons I may not want to take or a picture. Or you don't want to. I just want to take a picture. One time it was 6.30 in the morning. It was even early. It was like five something in the morning at the airport. Uh-huh. Someone asked me for a picture. I never took them in the airport. And I was, and I was like, I'm not trying to take them Y'all don't understand. Like when we, in the mornings, we do a show at like whatever o'clock at night, mm-hmm. and then we get to bed at like midnight, and then wake up at like five in the morning. And then you at the airport, and you're like, have all your, your face is swollen. <laughs> and, and someone's like, Are you Bob the drag queen? And I'm like, <sighs> Especially this bitch in the morning. And I'm like, Yeah. And they're like, Can we get a picture? I'm like, You know, I just gotta be honest, I don't feel particularly beautiful right now. And they go, you are beautiful. No. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, but I'm not, I'm not feeling it. So I'm going to I'm gonna say no to this one. But I, I genuinely appreciate you. Mm-hmm. And the sentiment is not lost on me. <laughs> you love saying that. The one time I snapped, Andy and I were at the last time. Then we get to the next question. Andy and I were at Evita. And then we, we had just performed inside. And this like, is the last question. Oh. Yeah. No? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, Andy and I were at Avita, and then I came outside because it was so hot. I just did a number of Avitas. So Andy and I were just talking, and blah, blah, blah. and then so people are walking by, whatever, right? And this girl comes. Andy and I, you're Andy, and this is Monaco, and she just goes. So then I looked at her. I was like, "What are you doing?" She goes, "I was like, you were just taking a picture of me or a video," and she was like, "Yeah," and I was like, "Why?" And she was like, "I was like." That's so rude. I was like, I was like, don't ever do that to, don't ever do that to anyone. I was like, that was really rude. And she just like just walked away with didn't say a word, girl. And then she came back and stood there while me and Andy were talking. 
It was so strange. What? Maybe she was a fan of Andy. Maybe it had nothing to do with you. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe it's like niggas that drive buses. <laughs> um, one time years ago, we were at, um, I was probably just in my feelings this one day, and we were at the meet and greet. And this guy came up to came up to the meet and greet with two, I think I was around the podcast before, with two bouquets of roses. Oh, yes. And he said, here's, no, he had he had a a, a single rose. I can't remember. It was either two bouquets of roses or like a single rose and a bouquet. I can't quite remember. Mm-hmm. But he gave me the sh- whatever the shitty of the two. He goes, this is for the girl that won. And then he turned him on to Naomi and goes, and this is for the girl that should have won. Word. And then he turned his back to me. Like, I'm there. And then he posed and he was like. Word. And I don't I think I just, all I did was I think I jokingly threw the flowers over my, over like, there's the meet and greet. I threw the flowers over the entire meet and greet. You work. And then, and one time. What? One time. <laughs> on Work the World, a drag queen. What? It's not my tea. Tell it. Is it me? No. Okay. Oh, then tell it. Who cares? One time, on Work the World, the queens are in pairs. Yeah. So at the meet and greet, so like me and Monet would do the meet and greet. It was like in, in like eight, eight, uh, four pairs of two. And so you, you make your way down the line. Yeah. So you do a picture with me and Monet, then a picture with Violet and Got Mick, and then a picture with like Cameron and um, Vanjie. And, and Vanjie. Um, so there were these two girls together. And um, every once in a while, it, it does not happen often. Every once in a while, one fan will be so bold as to be like, can I get a picture with just Monet? This does not happen very often. Mm-hmm. Now, usually, if that happens with me, I'll just go. I don't care. Like, yeah, who cares? But it's because you, these people have paid two hundred fifty dollars to meet their to, and they get to meet their favorite queen, and sometimes they idolize some, some of us. More, they have favorites like that. But if I spend my two hundred fifty dollars, I want the person I really want to take the picture with. You know what I mean? Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't bother. It doesn't me. bother me either. Um, it bothers this one queen. It does. You know the queen. Uh huh. And when I tell you, when I tell you, she stormed. Out of that meet and greet, and let that fan have oh, it. Oh, should the fan have it? Well, because she was like, "Can I get a picture with just this girl?" And then um, she was like, "Oh, you know what? You can get all your pictures with just or like." So it was something like that. And then, or maybe she's like, "I don't know." It was, it was we were all. I was way down the line, so I just saw her just storming off. We were like, "Where is she? Where does she go?" We were like, "I can't, I can't even read that. No, I can read that." I was, I was like, "Where does she go? What is going on?" Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, the girls the girls get wild. Yeah, she posted oh, yeah. she posted about it. <laughs> oh, that's right, because the the other girl did jokingly. I don't know if it was, I can't I can't vouch for if it was a joke or not. It seemed joking. She did this to her. Ooh. Oh yes, and she was mad. Yeah, I remember. I that remember was what this. it was because she could, can't get a picture with just her. And the girl who got the picture request went. <laughs> that's also one of them like if if that set you off you someone cannot be friends with me like i feel like they could not survive a friendship like what we have like i see people who are, who like are like oh it was um oh it was a uh, bosco who's like i just don't like to argue with my friends i was like bitch you could never be my friend <laughs> but you would not stand a second in a friendship with me um i'm very happy that we're doing our podcast together me too. And um oh, we didn't change clothes today. Not outfit repeaters. This was this was days after our last episode. Yeah, we just, to wear we just haven't showered. Yeah. We just wore the same clothes. Like a real funky. In the same spot. 
for days. Same freckle here. Talking about the Oscars again. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's still a hot vet as well. All right, we got to go. Um, um, all right, Bob, you have a good rest of your week, and I'll talk to you soon. Is that your customer service voice? Deuces. Yes. Yes. <laughs>